Make a big noise playing in the street Gonna be a big man someday You got mud on your face You big disgrace Kicking your can all over the place Singing We will, we will rock you Alright, hello, 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 and welcome to the Circuit Clouts Podcast, the official podcast of United League Baseball. Fine purveyors of fake baseball since, you know, long before we were all locked down in our homes by ourselves. Um, I am Chicago GM Lance Mueller, and I am here with Boston GM Glenn Reed. Say hello, Glenn. Hey, gang. And Cleveland GM Charlie Qual. Say hello, Charlie. Hello. Uh, so we are without the commissioner tonight. Uh, he has got some pressing family things, so we're going to roll this podcast without him. Um, our plan with this podcast, which is number eight, is to look back on the 1978 season and also look forward to the playoffs and uh, maybe make some predictions on what we think is going to happen there. So, uh, you know, let's jump in with just any uh, any thoughts about... Um, the finish, the uh, the top four playoff teams. Any surprises there? Any thoughts on how that all shook out, uh, Glenn? Well, dude, I mean, I, I thought it was so exciting. I mean, that's the third straight year. It's come down to the last day, right? Three years ago, three teams finished tied. Two years, or whatever, 77. Or uh, Sorry, yeah, 77. 77 was uh, the last day for Boston-Washington knockout. And then this year... You know, L.A. basically went out the last day. I mean, that is, I mean, to me, dude, that's so exciting. I thought it was a great season in that sense. Yeah. Charlie, what about you? Yeah, we got lucky because it, it was looking like it was going to just be four teams. And ho-hum, where it looked like we're going to be running out the clock until the season ends. And then Jeff's team stepped up. And that yeah. was awesome. And, of course, you know, T-Rub hitting that home run. <laughs> I mean, this guy, who? Who is this guy? I, I still want to drug test this guy. <laughs> oh, this that guy zero zero home runs in his career in San Francisco or anywhere. Zero, not yeah, one ever. Yeah. <laughs> Where did it's the, seventy, did dude? No, no drug testing in the UL, unfortunately. So we're just gonna have to accept that he uh, got some sort of a magic elixir somewhere along the line and turned into the greatest player of yeah. all time. Yeah, definitely with the greatest pair of glasses you've ever seen. Oh my god. Yeah, I uh, I mean it was exciting down to, you know down to the end. I mean, I think that uh, I, yeah, I mean for San Francisco in particular, I mean they just you know Jeff and the Spiders, they just hung in there all season long, just kind of hung around and hung around as Spiders are wont to do. And um yeah, and I, guess, I guess a little bit of a collapse by the Outlaws in that last month and it just gave them the opportunity to sneak in and I think that that made it really exciting and as you said, the sort of the last game of the season with Manhattan, you know, being able to to knock LA out of the out of the last playoff spot. I mean, it, yeah, it made for some real excitement. What happened there? What happened there with LA? That pitching is is ridiculous, and their offense. What? How, how did they? I mean, was it just they got overcome by San Francisco, or? I mean, Did I don't they, know. Do you have any, uh, Glenn? Do you have any thoughts? I mean, it's. I mean, obviously they just took a tumble. I mean, I don't. They took. They had that Owen seven first sim of this in September, and it just kind of like, yeah. it just kind of yeah. never really recovered. I don't know, Glenn. What, what was? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, so okay, so um, he, he had the second highest, or almost the highest. Like, you know, he's almost tied for the highest run differential in the whole league. Right. So the fact that he missed the playoffs, but with the highest run differential tells you who's the biggest Pythagorean underperformer. That is true. And so how do you get to be that, right? You lose a ton of one run games and you win a bunch of blowouts. So mm. you just referenced like that 0-7 sim. I think those that was like uh, basically six of those games were Boston, San Francisco, and every one of those games was close. So yeah your own six in close games and then he follows that up with like just pounding on detroit pounding on st louis so i mean you know for lack of a better term i think he's like a flat track bully you know he just beats the crap out of teams that aren't good but then against teams that are good it's like he just ended up losing a lot of those close games and and i kind of feel for him because remember last year even the beginning of this year i had the bruise a suitor problem right. dude gossage gossage had 10 losses double digit losses he missed the playoffs by one 
game. And Bruce, or Rich Gossage had 10 losses, bro. If he just goes 500 in those games, he's in the playoffs easy. He's not even sweating it, yeah. right? And, and so, Gossage didn't pitch badly. That's the thing. He didn't. It's not like he was getting tagged. Yeah. Like you said, it's those close games, yeah. he just can't hang yeah. on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's, so it's really hard. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, again, like who knows what Pythagoras is doing when it comes to baseball, but I, it's all down to run differential. And this guy's run differential was amazing. But, um, but yeah, mostly, yeah, like look at this. So, dude, he, he beat Detroit 8 0, 8 2, 11 1, right? But then he, you know, then like he lost to Boston 1 to 4, 1 to 2, 1 to 4. So, I mean, he couldn't score against the good teams and then just destroyed the bad teams, right? And all of his games, uh, most of his games against San Francisco, at least towards the end, were one-run games. So I, I do think it was I do think it was that. Like, he basically padded the stats against bad teams, mm, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm just, I mean, I again, I didn't break down this stuff too much, but, like, I'm just looking at Chicago and, like, we, Jesus, 51-run games during the season. That's crazy. Yeah, and we were thirty, yeah. but we were thirty and twenty. So we played six hundred ball yep. in those games, and then like that's all the difference. Yep. That's going to make all the difference in the world to to you know, oh. to make a playoff. Team. Yeah. So, dude. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. So, bro, LA, I have it in front of me. He was uh, 400, 410 in one run games. Yeah. So that's not cool. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not good. Dude. You know, and that's that. That brings me to one thing that I did want to like. I want to sing the praises of. I want to sing the praises of Kent Tacolva. Because that guy, yeah. Kent Tacolva, I mean, I know there's a lot of like. I mean, Forrester, I mean, there's a, you know, Forrester and, and, and Suter yeah. and, I mean, and Goss, yeah. there's a lot of really great closers, but Kent Tacola, who actually, you know, didn't really, wasn't the closer until the Herboski trade, you know, and then he yeah. got shifted back. In. He was 21 for 21 save opportunities, 100%. Didn't yeah. blow a single save, got, had five wins, a .59 ERA, a .59 ERA. <laughs> that guy was insane. And it's like, you know, you're gonna win you wanna win you wanna go six hundred and one run games. Yeah. Have a guy guy have a guy at the end of your bullpen who does that, I guess. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean he's really been a bit yeah. of an unsung hero for the Colts for, you know, several seasons, really, man. He's been a great just a great guy to have at the back end of the bullpen. So Yeah. Um yeah, wh- who else? I mean, I guess the you know I mean for me certainly the Manhattan uh, Boston finish wasn't that much of a surprise, you know. I mean, I think at the preseason one, I called a coin toss, um, yeah, and it yeah. was going to come down to, I think, in part, you know, uh, Tory being able to play the whole season, which he was able to do and contribute, and obviously you getting Bly Eleven back, and Bly Eleven was, I think, pretty lights out when he came back. He was pretty amazing. Yeah, he was. Yeah, um, yeah, he was. So I think you know gave you just that little bit of an advantage that uh, put you all the way, uh, put you all the way on top. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was good. I mean, uh, I mean, dude, my, you know, again, I, I have injuries, not setting aside Tory. Um, you know, Coggins got hurt right. like the very first, in fact, the first series, right? It was the first series in the season. Yeah. So um, that was my leadoff hitter. And then Stinnett got hurt and a month later and he missed the entire season. Yeah. So those are my, that was my leadoff hitter last year. So I lost two leadoff hitters. And not only were they both leadoff hitters, but those are both, uh, that was a 10 at second base. And, a 10 in center field so so i started out the season with the best defensive team dude i had mullenix play shortstop the entire season because i felt like i needed the offense right right right. but he's a three defense he's a three defense short so bro i have the worst zone rating i think only detroit had the worst zone rating in the league than me and my uh you know, my actual ERA versus my, the FIP, you know, the fielding independent stat. It was right. like more than like a run or run and a half. So ridiculous. Though. So I don't know, dude. So yeah, so I had my, I had some problems, but, um, but dude, I'm really excited about Manhattan, bro, because I think I said um, preseason, like, oh, you know, he, he switched it up. I guess that's not really fair to say that he changed course, but he definitely took a gamble or he took a huge gamble by trading away Greeb, I thought. And, uh, Dang, and yeah. he did still, yeah, right. He did still lead the league and run scored, and he did still make the playoffs. But damn, dude, he cut it so close. Bro. Yeah, yeah. But well, they had him. They had him predicted that he wasn't even going to get close. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Did anybody really believe that? But it's yeah. like 
he had some gambles that paid off. And yeah, yeah, I mean, I think again, I think with with that, you literally have the best guy you've ever seen. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think with that so, again, when we when we did the preseason predictions, I think the, I think he the computer was was giving him was rating him without his proper rotation, so he wasn't he wasn't really looking at the kind of pitching rotation that he was going to have in place. And so I think it put him in like third or fourth or something, which I think if, again, if we'd, if we'd had an opportunity to push the button on opening day, I think he probably would have been in the one or two spot. I think it just, you know, the iron Mike there didn't get a fair look yeah. at what kind of, what kind of pitching staff he was really going to have. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, you know, we, and then, this, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, and then give him credit too. I mean, I think it's like two years in a row we've talked about how good Chambliss is. Dude, he traded for Chambliss, you know. Like, that was one thing where subtract Chambliss from L.A. and add Chambliss to Manhattan. Right. I mean, I think that – I'm not saying that's the reason why L.A. didn't make it. But, I'm, you know, but that was a good trade for Manhattan, I think. Yeah. Um, that's the one that was like the uh, controversial <laughs> the controversial trade. But, but he ended up trading like 10 guys for Chambliss. But that was a pretty good move. And then even Reggie Jackson – who I don't really see in the starting lineup, but Reggie Jackson, you know, a five, eight, seven, 20 rated big power lefty. That's perfect for his park. So yeah, exactly. that was another good trade. I felt. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think he, he did a nice job sort of doing, I mean, you know, the, the I mean, the offense came back down to earth a little bit. I think, I yeah. think maybe 50 runs less than last season, but even that's like, I mean, he's still, that, that's still just, they're a scoring machine. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and then of course, yeah, I mean, you, you pushing it into first place and then, yeah, I mean, I, again, I think I give Jeff all the credit in the world because honestly, you know, I mean, from the beginning of the season, I was trying to pry his star starting pictures away from him. Like I was trying to, I mean, you know, trying to get somebody, yeah. I mean, I was making the rounds. Everybody got a call, phone call from me, you know, about just trying to get in one more star starter yeah. to add to the rotation. And when he's, you know, and Jeff to his credit, just kept saying, no, no, no. And like, I think I'm just a little bit yeah. away from making it. And I was like, all right, you yeah. know, that's your prerogative. And he, you know, he proved me wrong and proved himself <laughs> right. You know, but, dude, people forget, dude, San Francisco had the best record in the league in 76, and he made the playoffs in 76, right? right. So and he won the World Series. I mean, we can talk about this when we get to the playoff preview. But you're looking at Chicago won the World Series in 73 against Cleveland. Um, and then San Francisco made won the World Series in 74. He had the best record in the league in 76, and then Manhattan is a two-time winner. So. You know, in a way, it was a surprising year, but in another way, well, these are the you know three of the four best teams of the last five years. So, in another way, it's not that surprising. You know, yeah. I'll I mean, tell you who was surprising. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Who? Yeah, Montreal was surprising. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, that was a, that's one where, but dude, you've mentioned it earlier actually when you talked about trading for Hrvatsky. I mean, trading Singer you know, who is one of the absolute best pitchers in the league for, you know, Hrabowski's an excellent closer, but I mean, you know, he's going to pitch 40 innings and Singer's going to pitch 240 innings. Like that was not a very good trade. Or it was great for you, I guess I should say, but not very good from Montreal's point of view. Yeah. I mean, he got a very, you know, I mean, he got a young starting pitcher and Frank Tanana out of it who, you know, hopefully will, will do something for him. You know, unfortunately he got injured, yeah, yeah. injured along with Hrabowski, which is a, a tough go, but I mean, a 24 year old yeah, yeah. left-hander. So, you know, who looks to be a decent pitcher. So hopefully that will, you know, turn out for him down further down the line. But yeah, I think it was, I think it was a, just a, a matter of timing. I, I feel like maybe Joe just thought things weren't going to break his way. And obviously at the time singer was not, I mean, he was still at a winning record, but I mean, I think he had an ERA close to five, you know, four and a yeah. half, five. And well, then, yeah, they started badly. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and so I think true. he just felt like maybe singer was coming to the end of his, you know, the end of his, his usefulness. And so, you know, that, yeah, then that worked out. And I was, I mean, that was the cross your fingers and hope this is the trade that makes the difference. Cause I mean, obviously I, I mean, I love Billy Singer. I mean, I drafted that guy yeah. and he's like, he's yeah. just a crazy, crazy ace for me for a number of years. And I think I just thought like, bring him back to that ballpark, you know, just right. suppress the home runs, suppress the fly yes. balls. That guy's going to be like, you know, it's going to be aces. And he turned out to be, I mean, he's a stud. I mean, I think, yeah. you know, my, my, I mean, I'd argue that he, 
deserves to Cy Young for the game for, for the pitching that he did once he got to Chicago. But I, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I guess if I had to take a guess, maybe McAnally may end up with it. But yeah. the guy was a lights out when he came over. It was crazy. So yeah, that, yeah. that really worked out. Yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised with you know. I think we really thought that Montreal was going to be up there, certainly in a, in the top three in the East, and might you know, like really press for a playoff spot. And it just, for whatever reason, just didn't quite um, didn't quite shape up for him. And yeah, again, I think it was a rough start, and I think after that, never quite came together. Um, yeah, yeah, you mentioned theirs. So not just Singer, but then you also mentioned uh, MCA, dude, you know, McAnally. Right. So there's another guy. That was another Montreal starter you took last year. So, I mean, dude, so half of your rotation or two-fifths of your rotation was Montreal's rotation three years ago. So Montreal had the best record in the league in 75. And guess who their two top two starters were, right? Singer and and McAnally. So, so, I mean, I don't know, dude. I think ratings are whatever, you know, talent matters and you can't trade away two studs. Or you can, but then look what happens. The team you trade them to turns out to have the best record in the league. So, yeah. How about any other any other highlights? Or lowlights? Charlie, what do what do you anything that, uh, that anybody that surprised you or disappointed you or caught your eye this season? I, I think Brooklyn. I I like that team a lot, man. The more I look at at that team, they they're gonna they're gonna run this division for a long time. It feels like. I mean, that's they they. They have they quietly have one of the better farm systems, but man, their their offense looks tough, and it's like I, yeah, I was a little surprised they didn't go a little further. I don't know what it was, maybe injuries or maybe they're just too young, just just yet. You know, they've got uh, a lot of young pitchers that are not. They still need a lot of work, but I don't know. That team scares me. I think more than anybody. Glenn Barker. That guy's amazing. Yeah, Sanderson be. and Barker. Yeah, and yeah. Those guys are going to be. So I don't know. I was. Uh, I thought they were going to do a little better. Maybe they're building towards something. But I don't know. I think. I think that's the team to watch out for, especially as Manhattan. If they can't keep it together, you know, in Boston, what happens with them? Yeah, I mean, I think for. Yeah, Brooklyn, as long I mean, again, it really does come down to, I mean, again, not to oversimplify, but it does come down to, like, superstars at the most important positions. Look at Chicago. You got Yount, right? Look at this guy. If you got Fred Lynn, you got the best center fielder in the league. I mean, that that helps you tremendously. It gives you a tremendous advantage over everybody else because you can just have an average first baseman or an average third baseman, right, and you, and you can score. But if you have, like, a dominant center fielder or a dominant shortstop – that just gives you a huge, huge boost. And so, uh, you know, he ended up seventh in run scored, which isn't as good as you would think, considering he had first in LVP. So yeah. I actually thought he would have scored more. But again, his lineup is wacky because he has Lennon, Singleton, Hernandez, and Schmidt. Like that one, two, three, four is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but after that, it doesn't look so good, right? So, um, and yeah, you get 80 RBI. guy. Yeah, yeah, right? I mean, that's amazing. So, um, yeah, but and then I think also the pitching, like you said, he has Sanderson and Bart. He called them up later in the year. I don't think they played all year, right? Yeah. So, um, and he has Sambito, who's amazing. So, yeah. so, yeah, he could be good. But this year, to your thing about why didn't he do so well this year, I think it's because his pitching. Yeah, oh, yeah. Definitely. You know, Roden's good. Roden's good. Seaver's good. But, you know, some of his other guys didn't really do well. So maybe next year. Yeah, I think the. I mean, I guess to to a bit of a disappointment. I, I I was surprised at how poorly Detroit ended up doing. I just felt like I felt like you know he's obviously you know Sean's working building towards something. But I, I mean, I mean when he added a Horner to that lineup, I just felt like that lineup looked impressive to to a degree. Yeah, I mean it looked yeah. like it was going to be sort of an, an impressive offensive undertaking, and that was going to allow him. To, to definitely improve over last season and, and have some victories. But now I'm looking at his just on the the stats plus page right here and he I mean he was bottom of the, the bottom of the league overall in almost every pitching category. Like really not a good pitching output at all. <laughs> and like if, yeah. if you, if, you know yeah. 
That's why I don't know. That's I think that's why I think that first pick is dangerous. Because how do, how do you skip over a guy like Horner, Molitor, you know, because when you need pitching more than anything? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Who do we have? Like Caveman and Yeah, Caveman's awesome. Yeah. Anderson. Welch. I mean, would those guys have been a better pick? I mean, did he? I mean, it's hard to argue with Horner. He's gonna he's gonna blow up the league. Yeah. Yeah. He might be the guy who has a shot at taking down Robinson. But yeah. Still, it's like. Well, it doesn't matter. Look at Denver. It doesn't matter how many runs you score if you got nobody to throw the ball. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking. I mean, it looks like Dave Hamilton had the most wins for him. Was that guy? I mean, he only started. He only started seven games. Right. He was in, made sixty appearances, and yet he has the most wins. I think of anybody in that pitching staff. Well, that's when you when you're you know somebody when a deep reliever, your setup guy has the most wins for you. That's not a good sign. Uh, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you mentioned Horner. I think, I mean, I, I, I'm not looking too closely at the other guys who got picked in the in the first round, but I feel like that guy's got to be the MB, the, I mean, the uh, rookie of the year, right? Horner's got to be the yeah, rookie yeah, of the year. For sure. Yeah, and for but sure. But that's my thing. It's, it's a tough one because how do you pass up a guy like that? I mean, you absolutely need to get the best pitcher. Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough call. But I mean, to me, he could turn it around very quickly because. Because as you say, he has these like studly offensive players and he can call up Trammell. We just talked about how important it is to have a stud at a premium position. So he could put Trammell in his lineup as soon as next year. You know, um, Otto Velez missed almost the entire season, half the season with the injury. So you're going to get Velez back. You could add Trammell, add a number one pick, or you could trade the number one pick for something. And then the thing I to say is the reason why I think you can turn it around very quickly or maybe like let's say back to our Brooklyn discussion where you have optimism dude there's a ton of good free agent pitchers again right, right? Yep. I mean dude Holtzman again he's been in the league like 15 years he's only 32 Holtzman dude is still good Fight of Blue is coming out dude I mean come on there are some pure studs Butler still Coleman ah, Coleman's not that good but Foster's good, right? Nolan Ryan, Luke Walker. I'm probably not going to keep McGinn. Walker, McGinn, and Ryan, that's three 20-rated starters that are going to be available cheap, right? Right, right. So to me, I mean, dude, if I was in Brooklyn shoes or if I was in Detroit shoes, you know, why not sign some of those guys, right? Right. I mean, he's already... Uh, I- yeah, go ahead. Charlie. And I'm signing up to trade on for for yeah. Well, that you know, like yeah, I mean, or do the Charlie thing, yeah, or do is, that. You know, like we right, do that, like the Holtzman, you know, the Holtzman deal. He, Charlie had no use for Holtzman, but he signed him, and then he got, you know, he yeah, got, he got goods for him by trading him to Chicago. Yeah, yeah, he could totally do that. I mean, dude, like, I agree. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you know, if 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 you know, Sean's got the number one pick, and like he knows people out there are going to covet, you know, Ricky or Reigns, and like if he doesn't feel like of he course. really needs them, draft him, and then just like try to extort the best pitching you can for him, you know? Yeah. You know? And, I agree, dude. I agree. So, and, and again, yeah. he's, he's got cap space too. So I mean, he could do that. And also, like you said, go after a Holtzman or somebody else and try to like really compete. I agree. Right away. Yeah, I agree. You know? I think he could turn it around. I think he could turn it around quickly, bro. Yeah. Uh, any other, uh, any other highlights, anything else that, uh, you know, was, uh, you know, uh, something that caught your eye in the first half of the season? Or no, sorry, the, the the whole season, I guess. Well, dude, what about Cleveland, bro? Lou Whitaker, Sweet Lou's developing. He's almost there, right? Yeah. yeah, he didn't do so good in the end. I didn't want to bring him up, but I literally had no other <laughs> – literally had nobody else. Like every single second baseman, even the crappy ones, were hurt. So, like, I had literally had nobody else. I had to go to double to A to get somebody. and yeah. It's crazy. So I, I don't know. I just stuck him in there to see what he does. But well, I don't his know. Ratings are good. I mean, right? I mean, he's uh, I mean, he's developed right pretty well. Let's see. He's getting close, but I yeah. don't know. I don't want to take. Just stick him in there. What do you do? You just stick him in there until he succeeds. I mean, you had Lance. You had Yount, who, right. who he seemed to take forever. Yeah, but I yeah, mean, what, like four or five years for that guy. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I mean, I. I mean, I was he was seventeen when I got him. He literally played his first 
first season as a 17-year-old. I mean, I think he turned 18 at some point, but I mean, you know, he was a 17-year-old who won it. He got a gold glove his first season, but he wasn't hitting for, you know, for anything for several seasons. And I mean, honestly, again, I don't know. I don't know if he would have kept going like that if I if I hadn't changed the playing style and like you know developed a particular playing style that's that just somehow it worked for him. Like his play this year, obviously made a, a, a huge difference in in us being able to to, to yeah. win, win the West. I mean, um, and again, that's it was. I mean, we talked about this in the. Uh, in the uh, preseason uh, predictions, one, I mean, you know, I it was I called it a toss up between Chicago and LA, and it was all about whether or not this, yep. this offensive style could work, and it, it worked. Yeah, you know, to my surprise, it worked yep. for, for a whole season. So, um, yeah, so that was uh, I'm I'm thrilled about that. I'm thrilled to be back in the postseason for the first time in a long time. So. We'll have to see how that shakes out. Uh, anything else? Any uh, any disappointments? Anything? Uh, anybody? Uh, you know, was expected. Uh, well, yeah, I think St. Louis. Yeah. That was a little thing, but when you take a closer look, you know, it's like, well, it, it feels like it feels like a teardown. I mean, it feels like I think Terry needs to he needs to rebuild it in his own image. Right. You know, he didn't quite know what to do with that team and i think at this point you just you just gotta scrap get what you can for who you've got and just start drafting and rebuilding and see what you can get because you know you just kind of inherit something and you don't know what to make of it and although i you know we i think we all thought they were going to be a little better yeah yeah I, have to agree with that. I, I think as far as their offensive prospects they look awesome you know they they got a lot of growing pains, but he's he's got the pieces. It's just going to be can he get the pitching? Can he put the pitching to you know groom some pitchers to grow for him? Yeah, not very good, right? Yeah, his pitching specs aren't very good either. Brewster's good, but he's a reliever, right? So yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, he was the lowest-rated team in the league, so it's not that surprising, right, that he sucked. Um, you know, what about Seattle, dude? I mean, they're, they play in an extreme hitter's park, and yet he finished in the top half in, uh, you know, uh, in terms of runs allowed, top half meaning, uh, you know, best pitching, right, fewest runs allowed. So yeah. I think he was sixth. Yeah, sixth. So that, to me, is like a big achievement. and. And again, kind of like we were talking about, uh, maybe Brooklyn earlier. Some of his young pitchers are his best guys. So um, he he has the Caveman Candelaria. Candelaria has been in the league for like I don't know three years. Yeah, three years. He's only twenty three. So I mean that guy. So yeah. So I really I really like what Seattle's doing. His challenge this year is going to be like, can he improve the offense to match his pitching? Right. Yeah, that guy had a great draft last year. Yep. Or yeah, I think he only had picks in the first round, but he scored with yep. Yep. Molitor and Yeah, Molitor caveman. and the Caveman. Yeah, that, that's great. Dude, if those are your two picks, that's awesome, right? All right. Shall we move on to the postseason predictions if we don't have anything else to say about the season? Uh Denver and Atlanta. You got anything for Denver and Atlanta? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what Denver was. I mean, I don't know if he, he just thought he was going to just overpower everybody or I, I don't know what the plan is there. you got to get some pitching. Or if you're going to start trading for it or what? Well, I mean, he could be – well, this is another team then, kind of like we were just talking about Detroit, how his offense is in place right now. This guy, whereas Detroit, you're still like, well, you need to make a few tweaks. This guy already has the number two offense, right? Second run scored. So he has a really good offense. But, um, yeah, so maybe he could spend a little coin on a free agent pitcher or draft some pitchers. But one thing it's worth pointing out is that his um, minor league system, he has quite a few good uh, pitchers in the minors. Welch, he kept Welch in the minors the entire year. He's going to start next year for sure, right? Um, And then... Lacoste isn't ready. Some of his other guys aren't ready, but I mean, but he definitely has a he has some sweet pitching prospects. So eventually, you know, they'll be there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's 
I, that's just such a tough ballpark to build to build a team for, right? I mean, I mean, I know he. It felt like he was trying. He kind of did it last year. He had a lot of extreme ground ball. I mean, he, he sort of up and down that pitching lineup, starters and bullpen. He had just extreme ground ball pitchers, you know, and. Yep. I, I mean, I guess he you know went away from that a little bit. I mean, I guess he could have tried to, to carry that through this season and see what happened. But I mean, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, you're right. You gotta oh, you gotta hope that those pitchers can pitch in that ballpark, and then uh, he definitely has the pieces on the offense to 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 score runs. There's no question about that, <laughs> dude, dude. Can I just point out something? He has the most extreme ballpark, dude. Look at his home road record. His home road split. He's almost 600 at home and 300 on the road. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's home road split is almost 300 points. Dude, that's incredible. Oh, that's crazy. That is incredible, bro. So talking about build your team for your park. Holy cow, dude. That is staggering. <laughs> so that's a great one. Anybody else we want to look at? I still like what Atlanta's doing. Yeah, I'll give them some. Pro- I mean, again, I mean, he's one of the same teams. It's kind of the same thing we've said over and over. He's got the offense, or at least he's working on the offense, but he needs pitching. And again, he plays in an extreme hitters park too, just not as bad as, just not as bad as Denver, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't see how they were so bad. I mean, they had some bad luck. They had some injuries. Um, the defense, yeah. defense is a little sketchy. And I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I, he's not really making a lot of moves. And he's he's got an over an abundance of, you know, first baseman, third baseman. You know, it's like <laughs> he's got, he's yeah. redundant in those. It's like, yep. so it's like you said, it's like he could get good fast. Yeah. Trades those guys, get a couple of stud pitchers, yep. use some of the cap space. You know, he could add three solid starters and still have a, a pretty solid offense. Yep. Well, if you look at Atlanta, so he was second in average and second in slugging. His OPS is fourth. Yeah. yeah. The run scored to eight. So that's a odd. So that tells you his base running. Oh, look, he had a lot of stolen bases, too. Yeah, that's weird. Oh, he's worst in the league in walks. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's because he has, oh, yeah, that's why. Yeah, his whole team is like Parker, uh, Revering, everybody he's got, Bill Madlock. They're, none of them walk, right? They all have huge contact, but none of them yeah. walk. So. So, I mean, so that's not perfect. But, again, I think the dude, yeah, he can score. He plays in a very offensive park. So, um, yeah, again, do you want to spend money on pitchers and free agency or trade for pitchers? Maybe he could. could. And, again, same as Tim. He has extreme split here. He's 540 at home and 300 on the road. So that's a 250 or whatever, 240-point split home road. So it just really shows you, like, you know, I, I talk about how important your home park is, you know, whatever. But it's real. I mean, just look at the splits, right? Who else? Uh, who have we have missing? We haven't talked about Washington at all. Any thoughts on Washington? I feel like it's, I don't know. I mean, I think we you might have talked about this at the or an earlier uh, podcast, Glenn. But, I mean, I, we feel like this is kind of a time to start tearing down. I mean, right. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, Vita Blue looks like he's going to be going to free agency and you need doesn't look yep. like he's got a lot of stud pitchers left, you know, on that on that rotation. I think it might be, it might be time for uh, for somebody to, to to tear this ball ball team down a little bit and start over again. You think so? Yeah, yeah, it's a bummer because this was the year to trade people. So if you if Vita Blue goes to free agency, Luke Walker goes to free agency. Um, I don't know about Oliver. And Amos Otis, so he still had a few things he could trade. But I mean, dude, this would have been the year to trade by the blue, right? The lot, you know, because again, that was like the five teams are trying to compete. By the blue, still young, so even somebody like a Detroit, maybe who's not ready this year, but will be ready in future years, could have been in the market, or or Brooklyn could have been in the market, right? Right. So yeah, so that's unfortunate. So now you're in consecutive years, you're going to lose Tory, Bernie Allen, and Wilson. Vita Blue, Luke Walker. <laughs> yeah, mean, that is, there's that. Forget it, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and I think Oliver was just a like a one a one year free agent signing. So yeah. I think he's probably so out the door also. So yeah, it might be a time to yeah. to trade some trade the valuable pieces and start uh, rebuilding again on this team. Yeah. Any other thoughts, Charlie? Got any other thoughts on uh, how things went this uh, 1978? 
I mean, I knew I was going to be better than Detroit. Uh, yeah. Uh, yep. St. Louis came out of the blue, and Atlanta was close. So that was, uh, yeah, that was a surprise. But I have a secret so, that no one else knows about my team, so I'm keeping. What's that? I can't. I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, I know what's what happened to Kim Jong Un. So, but dude, I, there I, you go. I'm holding on to that too. You got a source <laughs> inside the train, dude. All yeah. right. He's in your minor leagues now. He's in your. He's in your. He's on AAA <laughs> for you now. KJU, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Uh, well, with that, how about we take a look ahead to the uh, soon-to-be-played postseason and uh, maybe talk about the matchups that we're looking at and any, any thoughts we have on that, any predictions we want to make about how that's going to roll. Uh, uh, Glenn, how about you? You got some thoughts on the postseason? Uh, I, I mean, I will say, I guess uh, for you and I, I guess we're kind of happy how it uh, broke down. I mean... I'm playing Manhattan. I mean, I don't mean I don't, I'm not happy about playing Manhattan. Who's going to be happy about playing Manhattan? But we did have a winning record against them in the regular season, and I think you had a winning record against uh, San Francisco in the in the regular season, right? So I mean, we're probably happy about yeah. facing those teams. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, dude, this is you know I'm excited. Manhattan, Chicago, dude, that's awesome, right? But again, like I said, dude, this is already like UL pedigree, San Francisco. Friggin' Chicago, Manhattan. It's like three of the, you know, five best or three of the best teams in the league last five years. So I don't think it's that surprising. I, I do think Manhattan, again, took the huge gamble without Grieve, but he did make it. His offense, dude, though, isn't as good. Right. I, you know, well, again, it's hard for me to dog him because I do think the number one offense in a short series is has a huge advantage. And the fact that he just has Craig Robinson, dude, one at bat, he, he, one run, right? Right. <laughs> so, so, and, and I think every game is going to be close. Every game is going to be tight. So if that's true, C-Rob's effect is magnified, right? And in a, a tight, low-scoring series, one swing of the bat matters more. So I, I really believe, oh, and the other thing is, um, sorry, you know, back to this issue of home in a way. Right. I think your, your team is tailor-made for your park right but his team is also tailor-made for his park so the fact that you have home advantage you've got those last two games at home uh, to me this is a seven games and you win it in seven games that's that's how i would see it going yeah i mean i, I only the only real sort of postseason breakdown i did was i you know since i felt like i had a little bit of a, a, a grip on the the west going into the last sim i sort of you know, put a lot of scrubs in and then spent a lot of time just breaking down the possible postseason opponents. And yeah, yeah. I was surprised to find out that I actually, I was seven and five against Manhattan, but actually was four and two against them in Manhattan, surprisingly enough. Yep. Or, you know, yep, where yep. my team is not, not really built for that kind of ballpark necessarily. Yep. But I think, I think I would attribute that to probably the having a starting rotation full of extreme ground ball pitchers and being able to just yep. hold the home runs down just enough to, to yep. be able to beat them on the road. And, you know, if I can do that again, then yeah, I think this is, I think this is going to be, this is going to be a nerve nerve wracking series to manage. And, um, I'm not really screwing around with too much as far as lineups or anything else go. The only thing I'm really messing around with is is trying to line up the pitching rotation as best as I think they will be able to perform. That's the only other thing I really broke down was looking at each one of the five starters and how they pitched um, in against this team, both home and away, and trying to figure out like what's the best way to line those guys up to to, to face them. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, it's gonna it's it's going to come down to probably C Rob and holding down C Rob and a couple other guys and just hoping to hack that, that, you know, that that works well enough to, uh, to allow us to get four wins in a seven game series. Um, I think one of the things that scares me for you, Lance is playing Manhattan, a team who had to literally scrape and scrap to get there. Right. You know, and whereas you said, you know, you kind of set your guys back and give them a rest and, you know, it's like, there's something to be said about that momentum about a team you know see rob himself hit 500 in the last week and it's it just like they're just coming in hot you know and so that's that's always scary to face yeah and you know you don't know if your guys are met arrested but 
you know, do they need to ramp up? You know, just I don't know how that plays out in this in this league, but in real life, those are the teams that you got to watch out for. I agree. Same in terms of of San Francisco, where yeah. he's just so blazing hot right now, right? That he might just steamroll the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. No, or he I... might have run out of steam, or he'll run out of steam. It's like he 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 spent it all on the last game, and that was you know. Yeah, and he's. I... I mean, so I totally, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I again, we have no idea in in this in the OOTP universe what sitting guys down for nine days will mean to them, you know. And I I thought about that when I decided to to make that move. Is like, like is like does does the algorithm here like have a rusty factor? Are they going to be rusty uh-huh. having not played? I mean, I really have no idea. But I just thought it was. The, the, the you know the, the scales tipped a little bit more to like not losing a singer or a, or a McAnally or a Robin Yount in the last nine games of the season than than maybe them not being like blazing hot when they make it to the postseason so that, you know but you're right I mean that's the thing that scares me it's, what scares me is like guys being rusty when they start the playoffs and like you know not playing very well at the start of that series because you know you lose you know, one or two games at home starting off that series, it's going to be tough to climb back out of that hole. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting. Yeah. How about but, uh, on the, yeah. he's, he, well, he picked up Hooten, who, who seems to have, yeah. who might, who, I mean, he seems to have lost it. Yeah. But if, if that guy was who he was supposed to be, right. I think you'd be in a lot more trouble. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I feel so, like, I mean, uh, sorry, sorry, Charlie, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I mean, I feel like, I think, you know, Singer, McAnally, Holtzman, Torres, I'll take those four guys against anybody's starting four pitchers. I mean, and again, like, again, going back to having Tacova at the back of the rotation, if it comes to that, I mean, at the back of the bullpen, you know, uh, being flawless in saves. And, and of course, you know, the, the uh, 1973 uh, World Series MVP, Harry Parker. Can't forget about Harry <laughs> Parker. Yeah, right. he'll be back there too. So, you know, I, I feel good about it, but, I mean, it's it's such such a crazy good offense that I just, uh, you know, um, it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'll be able to watch. I'm going to have, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to pull Glenn. I'll just have to have somebody text me, like, what happens, <laughs> what this over with. <laughs> that was last year. I couldn't look. I was like, dude, just tell me if I made it or not. Yeah, yeah, dude. so – that's brilliant. Well, dude, if anything, though, I mean, the one thing I do think, I think you would you match up well. I mean, the one thing I think what works about your system, and um, I mean, basically, you're a high contact, no power team, right? So you're like, bro, I'll just I'll just hit singles and I'll hit doubles, and I'm good with that. Yeah. And his team is kind of like my team, and you have a winning record against his team, and you killed my team. And that's because, like, we're all about, like, oh, I'm going to suppress home runs and I'm going to make movement my single most important stat. But, dude, that stat is meaningless (laughs) against your team. So it it doesn't matter, you know. So Clyde, Rogers, Gogolewski, those are three of his top four guys. They're all 5'9'7", right? Like, I think they're all the exact same. So they all have that nine movement, but you don't care what their movement is, right? And same thing on my team. Every guy I've got is like, you know, eight or nine movement. Again, you don't care because that's not what you're doing. So to me, it's like you have the perfect antidote antidote to that or kryptonite or whatever the hell it's called. So um, I expect that he'll start um, um, Steve Carlton. I guess he can't start him in the first two. You have to go with Clyde and Rogers, right, if you got him. So, so uh Oh, but that's the other thing. Clyde and Carlton, that, that's two of his top three. But you're better. I mean, not that your record is bad against right, but you're better against left also, right? So yeah, I don't know. So I think you just match up really well against him. <clears throat> yeah, so. I hope so. I hope that's the case. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, again, it's the antidote only works if, if you know, the, the guys are in the lineup uh, – play like they did and and the system works like it did in the regular season so yeah it's going to be it's definitely going to be a contrast in in in, uh certainly offensive styles so now what about uh yeah for sure yeah how about uh boston san francisco how you feeling about that matchup (laughs) dude dude this is even tighter okay so over 12 games the manhattan chicago run difference was plus two chicago 
over 12 games, the Boston-San Francisco run difference is dead even. So there's no run differential. So we are same run scored, runs allowed. Wow. I mean, dude, that's it's so hard, dude. I'm a little bit better at home, and he's a little bit worse on the road, and I do have home field advantage in the series, so maybe that gives me an edge. But, I mean, dude, again, it's, it's tough because he, he's going to throw out Fergie Jenkins. He's going to throw out the Moose, right? I mean, yeah. so he has stud starters, and on a ratings basis, my starters are you know going to be a little bit better. My starters are going to be better probably than everybody except yours, right? But not better than mine I mean, too. Dude. Okay, okay. So on the margin, so I got a slight edge in terms of stars, but in a one-off or in a short series, you know. So what if I start a guy who's a twenty-four, but Fergie Jenkins is a twenty-three? Fergie can still shut you out, right? right? So, so I don't know. I guess if I have to be honest about it, I think having home field advantage will matter. This is another one where I could see seven games having home field advantage. I think will matter, and the and by a miracle, I made it to the end with Tory healthy, right? Or yeah, Tory's ready for the playoffs. So, so to me, maybe Tory could be my Tory could be my C Rob because once again, it seems like a super tight pitching series, dominant pitching. So every game should be low scoring, close, and maybe Tory's bat can make the difference. So, so I give myself credit for that. So I guess I would say I would make myself a slight favorite because of home field Tory, if that makes sense. Do you give any credence to what Charlie mentioned about sort of San Francisco just coming in hot and, you know, being able to carry that forward against, against, uh, into the playoffs? I think that's fair, except that I had to go flat out the whole way. Well, actually, that's interesting. You mentioned that. Yeah. Because, um, the way it works out. So I had to go flat out the whole way. And so I pitched not intentionally, but that's just because I had to use everybody. I had Russell pitch the last day. And because I had that rain out, he had to pitch, you know, the day after the season. Right. <laughs> so he's not ready. So the earliest I could have Russell go is game three. So I am going to have Wilson pitch on short rest in game two. Interesting. So, um, so that way, because if I don't, okay, so that way I have Blylevin, and Wilson Russell. And that means that that's five, six and seven, because I believe it's going to go seven games. Um, then you're five, six, and seven. Russell would pitch game seven. Wilson would pitch game six. To me, that was important, right? Uh-huh. Versus, I mean, Eddie Figs is really good, but to have Figs pitch two and six, I felt like, you know, better to have a fully healthy Wilson or fully rested Wilson for game six and a partially rested Wilson for game two. So set the hook short and just see what happens there. So. So, yeah, so I would say, yeah, so anyway, so I think we both had to go flat out the whole way. But um, the way it turns out is his rotation, the top of his rotation is rested, but mine isn't, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You've got to win four games against a team that only lost four games like the whole month. <laughs> yep, that's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, I don't know. That's That scares me. These both of these series are going to be really, really, really interesting to watch. And I think, yep. I think you're right. I think there may be the occasional blowout. Someone you just you know craps the bed, and you know we maybe have one of those here and there. But I think you're right. I think these are going to be like probably two seven game series that with a lot of low scoring, tight, tight games that are just going to be a lot of nail biters, and you know a lot of people just like you know, looking at the games you know, with with their hands over their eyes through their fingers, just trying to, like, you know, <laughs> hoping shit yeah. and hoping something doesn't, like, blow up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, do we want to make any predictions? I mean, you kind of made a prediction in Chicago, uh, Manhattan. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Qualsy, what do you think, dude? I, I kind of said my – stated my view. Um, we'll still like you, yeah. Charlie. We'll still like you. We'll still love you. It's like fine. I- <laughs> no, I I feel like I feel like Manhattan is gonna win. You I don't fucker. know what it is. I hate you. I hate you so much. No, I know. <laughs> it's just I never I never bet on the team that won the most games. Although Manhattan won the most games last year, but I mean they still they they got close. They had to fight every game in the yeah, postseason, yeah. so they could have it could have gone either way. It didn't, you know. So I I don't know, but. And as far as San Francisco, I just, yeah, I think they're going to fall short. I just, 
you know, I think the key is going to be Russell, and he, he can't have one of his seven run. <laughs> he just can't. I mean, he, he, if he can just keep it at two or three runs, yeah. you know, it's going to suck he's not the ace because I think yeah. guys like that need to be playing, you know, those guys need to go up against the other best guys. You know what I mean? That's the whole point. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think in terms of him, I think he thrives on that too. I mean, you yeah. you look at a guy like Bob Forsh, who wasn't that great, but you yeah. put him in the number one spot, and suddenly he shines. Yeah. You know, so I I don't know. I I think it's going to be Manhattan Boston, and then I don't see, I don't know how that's going to end. But I, I do I do wish you luck, Lance. <laughs> I, I know you do. No. Um, Even though you, you beat me the only time I think I was in the World Series. Actually, the only two times you were in the World Series. <laughs> right. Dude, that's Thanks. tight. Thanks for that. So, that's yeah. So tight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, I mean, you know, I don't think I'm going to base anything on the regular season record. I mean, seven and five isn't that. You know, it's not, it's, that's not yes. like crushing a team by any stretch of the imagination. But um, again, it, yeah, I, if the if the offense can do what they have done all season long, um, I, I think we're going to. I think we'll squeak it out against Manhattan. I think just you know, again, McAnally, Singer, Holtzman, and Torres. You know, then which also the other thing is that that means Sutton goes into the bullpen, so Sutton becomes a bullpen piece as well, which is a yeah, nice, yeah. nice add to have as well. But I think those, you know, those four guys, and the way I'm trying to set it up is is for you know for the three guys who end up pitching in Manhattan that they're all extreme ground ballers. If we can take one there, even you know, yeah, if we can take one there, I think we can, you know. If our playing style at home, uh, uh, you know, pans out, that I think we can squeak, squeak four wins out of there. And um, yeah, I mean, it's boring to pick the two teams that that won their divisions, but I think I, I, I just I can't I can't just in my past experience with Glenn. I mean, you know, Charlie mentioned you know me beating him the the times that he's been in the World Series. I don't know, I can't even count. I literally can't count on one hand the number of times that Glenn has beat me in the World Series. I mean, it's just so many times that I can, yeah. I just can't, you know, I cannot, uh, yeah. there's no way yeah. that I can go against you. And I think, again, that starting rotation again, but Charlie's right. I mean, Rush, you know, Big Daddy's got to be Big Daddy. He can't, he can't be the guy yeah. who was yeah. like, you know, crap in the bed every now and again. Like, he has to really pitch yeah. up to his abilities and his ratings. And if he can do that, I just think it's just a, a, a you know it, it, from one to four rotation wise i think it's just strong enough for you to to to, to get four games uh, out of that series and again with the advantage i think i think the advantage of being in your home ballpark as well you know i yeah. think that's really going to play and i think you know i think that will will end up playing for 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 both home teams uh in in in, in both of these series um so yeah so i'm calling chicago boston which is you know it's just it's another nightmare for me uh, to face Glenn in the World Series again if it, if I make it. And this this is by you know this is also would be the first time that I've had to manage a team through two series. So that's going to be really interesting too. I've never yeah, had to deal with yeah. that. So yeah, that's going to be really interesting to do that. Um, and then, but dude, you crushed me in the regular season, bro. So that's kind of the dream matchup for you. I mean, again, right? It doesn't sound right to be like, oh, you want to face Big Daddy and Blind Lemon and stuff. Right. right exactly. Like that sounds crazy. But dude, you crushed me in the regular season, dude. Right? Four games. I won four, you won eight out of twelve. So nah, but then again, okay, yeah, my count was seven one run games and three two run games. So ten of the twelve games were decided by two runs or less. So okay, maybe I yeah, maybe I'm underselling myself, but but um but again, it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, bro. You know, I'm totally built on that 488, you know, low stuff, high movement. And again, you don't even care about that. You kill that low stuff thing. So so I think that makes another I mean, that's why, again, I think you match up well against Manhattan. I think you match up well against Boston for that reason. Well, I think also the matchup, the thing that also plays, uh, I mean, if, if, if I can beat Manhattan and, and you do beat San Francisco, and we do face off in the World Series, I think maybe the one advantage that I have 
here against this Boston team versus I think any other team that I've played you against in the World Series, which that would that's Brooklyn and and Atlanta, right? That's yeah, yeah, both yeah. Those, those, yep, yep, those teams yep. is that this this ballpark that you're in really plays to the, the offensive style that I'm playing because it, like, <laughs> yeah. it, it plays to doubles and triples, which is all that yep. I'm looking for, right? I'm just yep. looking for yep. doubles and triples and, and, and yeah. hitting for average. So I think that's yep. that's probably why the only reason why. Uh, you know, we did as well against you in the regular season as we did, is that your beer park is sort of built for this yeah. offense. Like my park it's is perfect built for, for this offense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's that's, yeah, the only exactly. Thing I, that's what I have to hope for. I got to hope that yeah. we end up playing against each other in, in the World yeah. Series and um, and uh, that can exploit that sort of ballpark setup, um, you know, uh, and uh, squeak one out. All right, do we want to make uh, World Series predictions? Does anybody? I mean, Charlie, you kind of said you don't know, but, you know, do you, if, if you say – uh, you say Manhattan, Boston. I, I think if you get past Manhattan, I think you win it. Me? Yeah. Yeah. But but, you, yeah, but you're too, say, yeah. you're saying I'm not going your to. Your challenge is Manhattan. Yeah, but okay. Let's let's say with what you did predict, which is that I wouldn't get past them. So if Manhattan does face Boston in, in the World Series, who do you who do you take in that series? I, I think I think Boston wins. I think Boston beats Manhattan. Okay. I think you beat Boston. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, if 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 my predictions play out and it's it's Chicago versus Boston, I think this may be the one one year for redemption against Glenn. I think Chicago could beat Boston. Yeah. How about what about you, Glenn? Yeah. Well, what are your picks? Well, what do you, so you are you saying Chicago Boston also we meeting in the World Series? Or? I think so. Yeah. Again, I, so I do think that, like you said, it's kind of lame to pick the top two, whatever. Um, you know, uh, the division winners, but. But I, I just think that, I mean, again, I think it's going to be close. So, you know, anything could happen. But I do think the home field matters because we both have better. We're both pretty well suited for our park. So um, so I do think that um, I have a slight edge because of home field against San Francisco. So I could see me winning there. And then you have a slight edge. Um, so I could see you winning there. However, the thing to say about Manhattan is that he does have the best offense in the league by a, a fair distance, not like last year, but he still has the number one offense. And I always feel like the number one offense in a short series has an advantage. So, so, um, so it's not, again, it's not going to be easy and, and it, it wouldn't surprise me. Right. If he wins it, but dude, can he win it three years in a row? Right. Well, this is, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if this team is that good. I mean, I, I haven't looked back on the previous World Series, but I mean, this this will be a series of of that'll be number one offense versus number one um, pitching, pitching, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that's going to be really interesting. But again, I don't want to sleep on San Francisco. I feel like we're giving him short shrift. I mean, dude, you know, he won the World Series in '74, and guess which two teams he beat, dude? He swept Manhattan. He swept Atlanta. Those were like the top two offensive teams that year. So. Yeah. I mean, dude, and it's the same friggin' team from 74 to says the exact same team. Fergie Jenkins, Moose, right? All the same guys. McLaughlin, it's Headland. He has the exact same team he had then. So, I mean, he's done it before. He could do it again. And because he has Forster, I mean, Suter, ratings-wise, and Forster, I think those are the two best closers in the entire league, right? So, you know, maybe Tacovi by performance is the best closer, but... But I mean, if I had to pick one, I would pick Forrester, right? Like if you're going to draft him, right? So, um, so I mean, dude, that he's going to win any game he's ahead, he wins, right? That's a huge friggin' advantage. So even if he can't score that much, he only needs to score like two, right? And if he scores two, he he could win. So, so I I don't think we should sleep on San Francisco, um, but yeah, I do make you the favorite to win the whole thing. Yeah, great. And, but again, I, I give San Francisco some props. And I just need Tory. Please let Tory be healthy for two weeks and perform. Come on. Come on. And then I got a chance. So we'll see. So again, that's why I think it's going to be close. I don't think it's going to be like a slam dunk. No, not at all. I think it's, again. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be exciting. I mean, I think these are, yeah, these are, some really strong offensive teams versus some really strong pitching teams. And it, yeah, it's, it's going to be really exciting to see how this all shakes down and uh, shakes out. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't wait for it to happen. It's going to be r- r- real fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, any other thoughts on the postseason? 
No, dude, it's going to be exciting. I can't, I can't wait. It's hard for me to wait this whole lot of this time. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, I just like, I think I told Sean or whoever I was talking to, I was like, bro, I, I moved past anxiety to acceptance. Now it's like, whatever, dude. I'm at, I'm at that stage where I'm like, okay, I'm, whatever happens, I'm prepared now. Because before I was like all hyped up and excited. Yeah. 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 Now, yeah. I'm. Now, now, I w- haven't been really anxious all year long, honestly, because it was like I honestly had no idea how things were going to go, and when things started going well, like it was just like, okay, great, it's going well. Like now, I'm like so anxious. It's almost to the point where it's like, I kind of wish I wasn't here in this position, but I'm like, I'm real happy to yeah, be in this position. Uh, so exactly, it's good. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun and a lot of anxiety, and I think I think you're right. A lot of real close games, and uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a real, a real, a really, really, really uh, fun off uh, postseason. Really fun postseason. So, I hope so. Yeah, have fans at these games or what? What's that? We're we gonna have fans at these games or or what? Yeah, it's all the virtual excitement you can get these days, yeah, right? Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe we should sell some virtual tickets. You know, then we people aren't getting yeah. any other baseball. So you know, like, you know, you know, come sit. Pay a quarter to watch this. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if there's nothing else, that uh, that has been our uh, season uh, review and postseason preview uh, for 1978. Uh, again, looks to be a very very exciting uh, postseason. And uh, you know, good luck to everyone that's there. And uh, yeah, uh, as always, here's the fake baseball. Yeah.